the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. You know, one question I get a lot when I'm either doing presentations online or live speaking or whatever is what is a good SAT score or what is a good ACT score? And, you know, usually when, when I get these questions, I'm like, how am I supposed to answer that? Because, you know, in a vacuum, it's, it, it's actually very hard to answer that. Let's say, for example, that you have a kid who scored a 1400, which is a really good score, it might be top 10% or something, maybe top 5%. I don't really know off the top of my head. Not a big research guy. <laughs> so, um, so on one hand, you might be in the top 5 or 10%, but depending on where you're applying, let's say you're applying to MIT. Do you know what they call someone with the 1400 at MIT? Somebody with a learning disability, right? There probably aren't too many kids or anyone with a 1400. Uh, at MIT. So it's a relative answer that relates to where you are applying. So when someone asks me what's a good score, my response is to answer their question with my own question, which I agree is annoying, but my question will be, well, where are you applying? Where's your child applying? Um, the thing about scores in general is that they are important even for colleges that are test optional, in a vacuum, for the most part, admissions officers would rather see the scores than not see the scores. And there's a difference between applying test optional and getting in test optional. Two totally different things. And frankly, at least as far as I can tell, and I do put in a fair amount of time each week reading up on this stuff, colleges are very murky at best in terms of disclosing how many people they admitted who did not submit their scores versus the people that did submit. And the thing about the decision as to whether or not you should submit your scores really boils down to, I guess, a couple of factors. The obvious one is, are you in the range of what's reported by that college? So if you're at the low end of the range, generally speaking, my advice to my clients is to sub still submit those scores because if you do not, what's the implication? It's pretty obvious, right? It's not that your scores are too high, that you didn't want to show off. It's that they are not in the range. Okay. Now, if you're in the middle of the range or at the top end of the range or you know over the range, obviously that's an easy, easy one there. You want to submit your scores. Although some people still ask me about that when, when that's the case, but it should be a no-brainer. But here's the deal. <clears throat> if you don't submit your SAT or ACT, um, that's a pretty bit important bit of information. So what that does is make everything else about your application take on more importance. It's just simple logic. So the best way to think about the admissions decision from an admissions officer's standpoint is that it's basically a 60-40 breakdown. 60% is academic stuff, and 40% is non-academic stuff. So in that 60% academic category, the three things that are extremely important, the big three, 
are your grades, you know, GPA, your rigor, meaning how many advanced classes, especially AP and IB, which are treated interchangeably, and your scores. If you remove the scores from the equation by, by submitting tests optional, then those other two things are more important. If those two items, GPA and rigor, are below the range of what that school is looking for, then it's not going to help you to submit to, to not submit your SAT or your ACT. However, if your GPA and your rigor is within that range, uh, and that's going to be perceived as a strength, that, that can demonstrate that you can clearly do the academic work at that particular college successfully, then you do have a fighting chance. And as to the other 40%, it's a combination of non-academic factors that are either out of your control or in your control. So the stuff that's out of your control, which you, know, you can't do anything about, that's, <laughs> hello, that's the, that's the definition of out of your control, is uh, stuff like ethnicity, race, uh, where you live, you know, your zip code, where, you, whether you're, uh, where your parents went to college, that type of stuff. And what's in your control, you know, one, one of the last things that's in your control are the essays, which might be maybe 10% of the, uh, of the equation overall. Um, your, all the extracurriculars you've done, you know, whether you've shown leadership and character and um, intellectual curiosity and things like that. You've got your um, your recommendation letters, which also should speak to those factors, those character factors. Guidance counselor recommendation letter, which isn't necessarily particularly uh, powerful. Um, and a bunch of other stuff. Overall, there's 20 or 25 categories, but I just listed the important ones. There are three, non, uh, three academic ones, grades and scores and rigor, and then the non-academic ones are, again, stuff that you cannot do anything about and stuff that you can uh, do something about. And the earlier you start, the better, of course, because your entire body of work from ninth grade forward is what you get um, judged on when you sum it up for your closing argument, so to speak, when you apply to college, hopefully in the summer between 11th and 12th grade. That's when we encourage kids to get all their work done that way. So I hope you find this helpful. I wanted to keep this short because um, I get that question about submitting scores and what's a good score and all the other stuff I talked about. I get them over and over again. So uh, chances are you might have some or all of those questions too. Um, for more information about how uh, my firm, Lockwood College Prep, and me and my wife and our, uh, our team can possibly help you with getting into college, with paying for college, with test prep, you know, tutoring, SAT, ACT, all that, check out our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Depending on when you're listening to this, you may want to take a look at either our one-on-one -on -one comprehensive services, college planning services. Um, you may want to look at our summer applications and essays boot camp, which is, these are all on our site. Uh, the boot camp is if it's open by the time you listen to this, is lockwoodcollegeprep.com slash bootcamp. Yeah, it's clever. Um, and you name it, uh, we help with a whole lot of stuff that has to do with getting in and paying for college. But the difference about us is we're not so much about the four years of, of college, although that, that, of course, is important and should be rewarding. 
but we are much more focused on helping kids position themselves to be successful, to, to launch themselves for success in the 40 to 50 years after college by using college as a means to an end. So not everyone agrees with us. We're not right for everyone. But if you think this makes sense for you, reach out to us. Check out the website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com, or you could uh, email us. Uh, the firm email that would go to my assistant, Christine, is vip at lockwoodcollegeprep.com. Thanks for listening. hope you found this helpful. And if you did, please give us a rating, a good one, a glowing rating, preferably wherever you're listening to this. That helps us with social media juice. All right, this is Andy Lockwood signing off. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle Group Coaching Membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass, um, and get access to our double-secret software, College Guru software, that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid, and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits, check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at lockwoodinnercircle.com and use the coupon code PODCAST for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.